0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is All of It on WNYC. I'm Allison Stewart. For Black History Month, we're focusing on Black New Yorkers, the known and the should be known, and their contributions to the city. A New York Historical Society exhibition honors two black athletes who paved the way for 48,000 runners to race through the city every year in the New York City Marathon. The exhibition is called Running for Civil Rights, the New York Pioneer Club, 1936 to 1976. It tells the story of Joseph Joe Yancey, Jr., co-founder of the New York Pioneer Club, a civic organization that promoted sports and education in Harlem and the father of long-distance running, Theodore Ted Corbett, a Pioneer Club member who became the first president of the organization that later founded the New York City Marathon. Throughout his career, he competed in 223 marathons and ultramarathons, winning 30 of them. Some of the objects on display include documents, photographs, and running maps from their family's private collections, as well as an original copy of the New York Pioneer Club Creed, Ted Corbett's 1952 Olympics uniform, and a letter from him advocating to move the New York City Marathon to all five boroughs. Running for Civil Rights is on view through Sunday, February 25th. New York Historical Society Associate Curator of Exhibi- Exhibitions, Allison Robinson, joins us. Hi, Allison. Hi, Allison. Thank you for the invite. Also joining us is Marilyn Kushner, Curator and Head of the Department of Prints, Photographs, and Architectural Collections at the New York Historical Society. Marilyn, nice to see you. Great to be here. Thank you. So, Allison, what was the catalyst for this exhibition? We
1: are so fortunate to have worked with Gary Corbett, Ted Corbett's son, throughout this entire process. Gary has been tirelessly educating people about his father's legacy and has a tremendous archive of objects and documents related to his father's life. So I absolutely give full credit to Gary as the impetus for the show.
0: Once you've been having conversations with Gary Allison, what were some of the uh, aspects of... Ted Corbett's life, of Joe Yancey's life, and accomplishments that you wanted to highlight in this exhibition. What was the goal?
1: One of the biggest things that Marilyn and I wanted to highlight is how much these two men opened up running to a broader audience. When Yancey was starting his organization, um, a lot of policies related to race and religion made it hard for Black men and Jewish men to run. And so it was incredibly important to him to open up the sport to others. And with Corbett, he spent decades of his life opening up the sport to people across race, class, and gender, so we can really thank them both for making them more, making it a more democratic sport in New York.
2: And also, he took it beyond the boundaries of the United States. Uh, Joe Yancey um, was a coach for a, a number of different teams in the Caribbean, and we're talking about an Olympic coach, so he really did expand Um, expand the field quite a bit.
0: Marilyn, how would you describe the way the show is organized?
2: Well, we've tried to concentrate on telling the history of running, of of black running, uh, by telling the story about two of its most most eminent uh, people involved, and that was Ted Corbett and Joe Yancey. Ted Corbett was the runner and Joe Yancey was the coach. And for a while, we had thought about titling the exhibition The Coach and the Runner, Uh, because basically this story is told around their stories.
0: Prior to founding the New York Pioneers Club, Joe Yancey grew up in Harlem, where his father worked as a funeral director. Uh, Allison, what do we know about when his career in track and field began?
1: Well, the exhibition focuses on Joe Yancey's career as a coach, Mm -hmm. and particularly his strategy of setting up the New York Pioneer Club in the midst of the Great Depression when a lot of people, and particularly Black people, were facing hurdles related to jobs, housing, and education. And so by creating the New York Pioneer Club, he's helping these young men Mm -hmm. gain access to higher education and build better lives for themselves during an incredibly economic devastating, devastating period in the United States.
0: There is, it, it, there's an article reflect on his life and career, and there's a great quote from Harlem World magazine that says, although the IRS offered Yancey several promotions in the department where he worked, he turned them down to devote his time to the boys of his track club. And there's an original copy of the New York Pioneers Club Creed featured in the show. Uh, Allison or, or Marilyn, either one of you can take this. What were some of the um, the core ethics of the New yeah, York Pioneers no, Club?
2: Uh, I'll read to you something that is actually in the Creed, and it said that it expected its members to become, quote, intelligent, civic-minded citizens, and then work toward, and this is another part of the quote, and work toward a better racial understanding through the medium of education and athletics. So he was not only interested in his uh, runners learning how to run and learning how to win races, but also how to really function within society in a successful way, once they stopped running, that it he was not only teaching running, but he was teaching how to achieve themselves in life after that, which was a very important part of the creed.
0: Allison, did you want to add anything to part of the ethics of of the New York Pioneer Club?
1: Well, what's really beautiful about this story is that he's encouraging these young men to leave a positive impact on their community at a moment when they most needed it and he really encouraged his young men and his runners to push against things like segregation when they're traveling to the south in the midst of Jim Crow. And he is similarly uh, encouraging these young men to attend uh, universities that allow for integration the way Mm -hmm. that his club operates too. Related to this, we have a letter in the show of a young man who addresses Mr. Yancey, always Mr. Yancey, Mm -hmm. and discusses how much uh, trouble and grief he's feeling because he decided to attend um, a segregated white institution. And so this is really um, uh, an idea about bettering yourself, your community, and the world around you across race that is important to this organization.
0: We keep talking about the New York Pioneer Club. Uh, Who participated? Who could participate in the club?
2: Anyone, (laughs) anyone, it was, you know, it was uh, women were, were admitted later. So that really becomes anyone. But up until then, it was any young man who black, white, Jewish, not Jewish any could wanted to join and weren't able to get into any of the other clubs that they might have tried to get into, but that, that uh, the pioneer club was open to anyone who felt that they wanted to run track, whether they were going to win or not. So it was really an all encompassing organization um, and it was a lot of Joe Yancey's ideas that went into that
0: We're discussing running for civil rights the New York Pioneer Club 1936 to 1976 it's on view now through February 25th at the New York Historical Society <clears throat> Excuse me I am speaking with Allison Robinson and Marilyn Kushner I have to use the cough button, excuse me Alright, there we go uh, Marilyn, the men they were not just athletes, they were activists as well what are some examples of the way that athletes at this time or particularly these athletes were able to be involved in protests or in activism?
2: Well this a lot of this again came from Joe Yancey. There were an, there were at least a few instances where they would travel to track meets and they'd get to the meets and they'd find out that the black uh, that some of their black runners couldn't and and none of their black runners could stay at the same hotels Uh that the rest of the runners were staying at. And in one instance, Joe Yancey said, we're not running. We won't run in in that race. And there were other instances where they would travel 70, 80 miles away so that they could all stay in the same hotel. And when you think about the fact that these young people were running in races and then had to then on top of that commute 80 miles each way, that really did put a bigger burden on what they were mm. doing. But it was very important, not only to Yancey, but to all of his athletes that they really do espouse the idea of everyone should be included and it, it should be integrated. And these were very important ideas that mm. Yancey really tried to instill in all of his runners.
0: Allison, I want to ask you about a few things in the exhibition. There's a photograph of Joe Yancey and the New York Pioneer Club. In the image, Joe, who was a veteran who served with the Harlem Hellfighters, is wearing his 369th Infantry Regiment uniform while he leads an entire team off the floor of the Armory after intramural events. Could you tell us the story behind this?
1: That is one of my favorite photographs in the exhibition because it really captures how much Joe Yancey put being a gentleman as an important core aspect of this show, Mm -hmm. of this group rather. Uh, He firmly believed that the way you present yourself and act around others is a model both for how others should treat you Mm -hmm. and how you should treat um, those around you. Similarly, because Joe Yancey was a member of the 369th Regiment, he had access to the armory and allowed these young men to train there in the winter and be competitive and ultimately become the uh, one of the most competitive interracial track teams in the country. So this photograph, it captures so many different dynamics between Joe Yancey, his runners, and the values that they held towards to themselves.
2: And I might also add to that is that we see we found very few images of Joe Yancey um, in casual clothing. We didn't find he, it. We didn't find <laughs> it. <laughs> and, and he was always wearing a suit and most often wearing a hat. And, and it was this whole idea, again, of respect for you know, dressing the way you need to feel. Um, even when he was showing athletes how to stand in a running position, he was wearing a suit. So that that was again the idea that he was trying to infringe that he was trying to really teach his athletes was you are what you wear, you are what you say, you are, how you act.
0: Let's talk about Ted Corbett, one of the participants in the New York Pioneers Club. Also had an Olympic career. His 1952 Olympic uniform and pin are in the show. How did his participation in the 52 Olympics, Corbett's participation, open doors for other black athletes?
1: Well, it was groundbreaking. Ted Corbett was the first African-American man to compete in the Olympic Marathon. So he is breaking down doors on a global stage. To say that his impact reverberates today, both in New York uh, and abroad, is almost an understatement. Uh, So it was really a pleasure to put the actual uniform on display. I always tell people it's one thing to read something in a book and it's a whole other thing to actually see it right in front of your face. So he really left a lasting impact that we can still see today when we watch the Olympic marathon. In
0: 1958, after competing in the Olympics, he became founding president of the New York Roadrunners Club. What kind of decisions did he make as the leader of the club that made running more accessible to all New Yorkers?
2: Well, he, he was one of the first people to lay out the root of of not only uh, the New York Marathon that ran within Central Park, uh, but he was also, along with Percy Sutton, uh, the originator of the marathon that was going to include the all five boroughs of New York. And he laid out the course for that. So by that, he was saying that everybody is inclusive and anybody who wants to run. This is something that that Joe Yancey stood for and also Ted Corbett stood for, that if you want to run, you can run. And I always think about what somebody once said to me about watching the marathon. And and it was, I said to this person, well, it must be very exciting to be at the finish line when the first person comes through. And he looked at me and he said to me, and just as exciting is to be there when the last person comes through. And so it's the idea of anybody can run the marathon if they want to. And I think that has been so important in the story of the marathon.
1: Along similar lines to Ted Corbett was an advocate for creating age groups in long distance running. He advocated for women's groups as well. And while we couldn't fit it into the show, he was a professional uh, physical therapist. And mm-hmm. so he worked with hundreds if not thousands of runners and athletes to try to avoid injury and help them reach their full potential. Hard question. And you have
2: to walk up five flights of stairs to get to his office. right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> hard question, but what's one thing you really would love people to spend an extra 10 seconds in front of at the exhibition?
1: That is a hard
2: question.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> hard question. Um, So this is a very small object, but I would love if people would notice. There are two very uh, small pieces of metal. One is called a Vita root counter and the other is a Jones counter. Um, One is on a bicycle. Ted Corbett was the person who revolutionized the way we measure long distance running. Before his approach, Uh, long distance marathons were measured using a car odometer, which is not the most accurate Mm -hmm. approach in the world. Uh, But he measured the New York City Marathon on a bicycle down to the 1,000th of a mile. So I really hope people notice these two little gadgets because they completely revolutionize the way we do running and our ability to time individual runners efforts in these
2: races. And, and I'd like to say that I, you already talked about one of my favorite one, uh, pieces in the exhibition, which is Joe Yancey leading his athletes off the floor, because he stood with such pride and 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 stood for so much of how to be a good person. And you can see that in the way he carried himself and led his younger athletes away. Uh, I, that, that image means so much to me. Um, and really does embody what he was all about. So I know
1: you said one, but I do hope everyone takes a look at the photo of Ted Corbett at 88 because it is such a beautiful picture. It just shows how much pride he had Mm -hmm. in running and his legacy. And it captures a lot of the spirit that we wanted to communicate in the show.
0: Running for Civil Rights, the New York Pioneer Club 1936-1976 to is on view at the New York Historical Society through February 25th. My guests have been Allison Robinson and Marilyn Kushner. Thank you so much for sharing all of this information with us. Yeah, thank Thank you. you. (laughs) NYC Now delivers the most up-to-date local news
1: from WNYC and Gothamist every morning, midday, and evening. With three updates a day, listeners get breaking news, top headlines, and in-depth coverage from across New York City. By sponsoring programming like NYC Now, you'll reach our community of dedicated listeners with premium messaging and an uncluttered audio experience. Visit sponsorship.wnyc.org to get in touch and find out more.